0: hundred and sixty two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie getting started is simple deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. Today on the ZAPEcast, Justin Thomas with the hammer close coming from seven back to win the BGA. My review of barefoot landing in Myrtle Beach. Andy Poland joins me. Are the walls closing in on Dan Snyder? Plus Jimbo versus the Nick Tater and the sad finish to the Dwayne Haskins saga. Your 35-minute, uncensored version of Pure Me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Tuesday, May 24th. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for giving me the day off on Monday. I definitely needed it. Full review of the Malcolm 2022, 20th anniversary of my annual golf trip with the Knuckleheads down to Myrtle Beach this year. Not to Pine Needles slash Mid Pines, but to Myrtle Beach because they are holding the Women's United States Open at Pine Needles next week or next month, I think, early June. And if you wanted to see why we love going there and why it's a special place, we'll just tune in. And you'll see the course, and you'll be like, oh, oh, that looks really nice. Of course, the rates are just going to keep going up, and more people are going to learn about it. And I don't know, we'll probably get priced out of that place as well. But I digress. Let's start with Justin Thomas with a thrilling come-from-behind three-hole aggregate playoff win over Will Zalatoris, a young up-and-coming, maybe he's the next Justin Thomas on the PGA Tour. And the poor, poor ballad. Of Mito. Pereira. Poor Mito. All he had to do. Was make no worse than a bogey. On 18. And he'd at least be in a playoff. Was not to be. Golf is hard. Golf is stupid. People get nervous. Even the best Players in the world. If you watched the tournament, you saw Mito Pereira's drive on the 72nd hole after he had been pounding drive after drive after drive. It finally came down to it. Needed one good drive. Put it in the fairway. I mean, even the uh, casual golf fan could go, "Whoa, what was that? What? Why did he swing that?" way. He didn't even follow through really. He got quick. He got nervous. It's called golf. As, uh, as Furio said being described as Mr. Williams by Tony Soprano when he was uh, trying to bribe the oncologist with a brand new driver when he was really just threatening the guy he said well yeah you should take the driver because you know uh, Mr. Williams here and he points at Furio Mr. Williams doesn't play golf and Furio adds, stupid a fucking game. <laughs> stupid a I think of that all the time. It is a stupid fucking game. But then again, when you can calm the nerves and you can summon the mental focus and when you can have the huevos to get it done like Justin Thomas did. Oh, God, does that feel good. Justin Thomas is a baller. Justin Thomas now has two majors. He's still behind Spieth. He's still behind Rory. He's now firmly in Bubba land and Martin Keimerland. land of, oh, congratulations, you have two. But I would be shocked if he didn't add more in the years to come. Justin Thomas is the best shot maker on the PGA Tour. He has so many shots, it's ridiculous. They all have great shots, but he pulls them off under pressure. The drive that Thomas hit on 18 at the end of regulation, a screaming low bullet that, if you watch the track man numbers, only carried 250 but was going Mach 4 and hit that hard, firm Bermuda fairway and ran another 100 yards, basically. Monster hole 18, damn near birdied it to win outright, but didn't. Justin Thomas is a stud. And to think he had that little hiccup with that one comment he made, that one homophobic slur that he said in fleeting on what he thought was this far-flung peninsula of a hole in Hawaii. And the comment that was heard by, like, one reporter and then he loses his deal with Polo. And now I think he's with I think he's with Grayson, which is an up up and coming high-end golf apparel company. He's fine, but I wonder if Polo's like eh, it was kind of stupid, actually. We really threw this guy, this guy was our number one endorser. We threw him out over one comment. Like we're like, ah, we gotta cancel that. I don't know. Maybe they were already gonna get out of the uh Justin Thomas business. But anyway, so you know by now Justin Thomas's father, PGA professional, taught at a country club growing up in Kentucky, I believe. Justin Thomas went to Alabama, was a stud there. And I think I joked to one of the guys, I'm like, good to see a kid who really didn't have, didn't have any advantages finally get a break in life and do something great like win another major. Of course, being sarcastic because the kid grew up as the son of a PGA pro on a private club where he pretty much had his run of the place. That said, do you know how many thousands of kids like that exist? And do you know how many of them end up being Justin Thomas? Pretty much one or two because Justin Thomas took that advantage he had and put his effort into it and worked himself, to being this world-class player. And it takes talent and drive and focus and determination. Yeah, he grew up on a golf course. Good for him. It's not unlike other athletes' kids who grew up around major league clubhouses or in NBA locker rooms or around the NFL. There is a certain privilege to that, but you still have to make it. You still have to put in the work. You still have to have the genetic talent to do it as well. Also good for Jim Bones Mackay. He left a television gig, which is kind of unheard of, to get back on the bag again because he said Justin Thomas was the one and only player he'd do that for because he feels he is that stinking good. Bones Mackay, who apparently was stiffed by Phil Mickelson for several hundred thousand dollars in back caddy fees, according to the Alan Shipnuck, article and book of Phil. Um, So good for Bones, bit of redemption there. And in the end, I mean, Southern Hills was, it looked sweet. I I, kind of had slept on the place, maybe because the new, you know, drone angles, Uh, they did restore the place a lot. I'd always thought the previous times they had been to Southern Hills, I was like, nah, I don't get it. But they apparently uncovered a lot of the water hazards that had been routed through pipes and underground to drain the property, and they brought them back out as water hazards. And I'm sure Mito Pereira is like, well, if that used to be a pipe on 18, fuck all y'all, because I'd, I'd have won the thing if it weren't for that water hazard. So good show, and of course it being in the month of May is the way to go. The PGA moving the tournament to the month of May, best organization, best league move ever when it comes to scheduling, Or seeing a spot in the calendar that works better? I mean, the PGA used to be a complete afterthought. Played at the end of the golf season in the middle of August when it was hot as shit. Pretty much anywhere in the country save for California. You couldn't find a spot to play the PGA where it wasn't going to be soaking wet, thunderstorms, and a million degrees. Now they put it in May. It comes right on the heels of the Masters. It gains immeasurably in terms of status. And it's a hell of a move, so good for the PGA. Okay, moving right along. My review of barefoot landing in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. First of all, great trip. 24 guys, no arrests, nobody died, no injuries, no fights, no DUIs. It was a great trip. It happened. Everyone had a great time. It did get a little bit loose. A little bit looser than yours truly, El Jefe, the organizer. The boss likes. For the first time, we had people miss tee times. And I mean fully miss them. One guy missed an entire morning round of the 36-hole second day. Another guy missed half of a round. Another guy <coughs> another guy called me. This is great. I won't say who it is, but he called me at... Five minutes before our tea time and said, oh, I'm en route. I just need a ride. I go, bro, we're standing on the first tee. I can't give you a ride. Besides, what does en route mean if you don't have a ride? I just, I don't babysit these guys anymore. I really don't. It is a bit of a a cluster, like who's got a car, who can get me there, but you got to be an adult, you know? There's got to be some adulting going on. Anyway, that said, great trip. Myrtle Beach, eh, it was a one and done. We're not going back to Myrtle Beach just because we like Pinehurst better, and the places we played in Pinehurst are definitely a cut above. Now, Barefoot Landing is a more recently built resort with housing and other stuff sort of off of the main drag, inland, North Myrtle Beach. And it's got these big designer names. Fazio, Norman, Love, and Pete Die. Well, let me tell you, the Norman course is a piece of shit at Barefoot Landing. It is the most boring, through a bunch of houses, nondescript. You can't even remember most of the holes. And the greens, the greens are the dumbest things ever. They're just flat greens cut into the ground, no structure to the green complexes whatsoever, nothing interesting, nothing logical about them. It was just bad. The love course is a little bit better, but only on the front nine. The back nine at the love course had something I've never seen before on a golf course. It had a green That was a perfect circle. Yeah, that's it. Just a circle. I stood on the green. And wasn't even a big one either. It was a short par three, 150 yards thereabouts. I stood on the green. I was like, look at this thing. It's just a circle. How on earth did Davis Love allow his name to be put to this? Where he's like, hmm, I don't know, Davis. uh, You want to make it like a kidney shape maybe? Or we can sort of swing the shape of the green out here and maybe put a bunker. No. Fucking circle, we're moving on. I'm getting a million dollars for this uh, for my name being on this course. Just put a circle. It's fine, it's a green. What do you want? It's a resort. They're going to play it. The Fazio course was awesome, I thought. It was out in the wilderness, no houses on it, and it had your typical verily very wonderfully designed and aesthetically pleasing Tom Fazio bunkering. It had a million bunkers, and they were high, steep-faced bunkers which had way too much sand in them, and they were not well-kept. You can't. The budget to maintain these bunkers would have been through the roof. That said, it was the best of the layouts. The Pete Dye course, eh, it's Pete Dye. Can can you guess what 18 was? That's right, a par 4 with a lake down the left. (laughs) Hello, Pete Dye. That's his move. That's what he does. But the thing that was frustrating is they had this big, very nice clubhouse with a nice big bar and a restaurant area, and they closed it as soon as the final carts went out in the afternoon, so probably about 5, 6 o'clock. And I guess because of staffing, they just don't keep it open late, but we had no place to gather as a group. Also, the condos that we were put in, they were nice enough condos, but they were all Scattered about in different kind of neighborhoods, so we didn't. it was hard to kind of, where are you? Oh, I'm down here on the street, and they had to remember a key code to get into the gated neighborhood, and then, ah, it just wasn't ideal. But there was things to do at night, unlike in Pine Needles, which is more just, you're golfing, and you're having a drink, you're getting some food, and you're going to bed. And it was the going out at night that I think, well, caused much of the problem. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with MyBookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than MyBookie. Getting started is simple deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. All right, let's talk to our man Andy Poland about a variety of Commanders-related news and more. All right, Andy, stop me if you've heard this one before. The walls are closing in on Daniel M. Snyder. Yeah, I, <laughs> I you know. Yeah. Here we go again. Charlie Brown and Lucy with the goddamn football ain't got nothing on this story. Jared Bell, the latest to report that owners are counting votes to get rid of Dan Snyder as owner of the Commanders. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I mean, look, that, that, that's a nice thought for
1: everybody who's a fan of the team that uh, the owners would decide that this guy is an embarrassment and he's bad for business, but it's not that simple. Uh, right. You're going you're gonna to get 24 of 32 guys to say we're going to do something we've never done before, plus provide a roadmap for their own ouster if things get too tight where they are. I, I don't see it.
0: Now you say never done before. I did read an article that reminded me that well they did force Richardson out in Carolina. Uh, they didn't they vote him the, out, but they, they did kind of pressure him. They also they said they also said they voted out or pressured out Eddie Debartolo Jr. of the Niners.
1: Yeah, that was some legal stuff, and again, I, I don't think it was a vote of the owners, and they came up with the conclusion through voting that he was out. I think it was more of a, a pressure type of thing, and it, and it might have been involved in his court case, too, because there were some illegalities, and he wound up, I think, getting it to his sister-in-law. Sister-in-law,
0: Denise DeBartolo York. Yeah. So it yeah. stayed so, in the family, and there was apparently right. a Titans owner titans slash jets owner that had been uh, ousted but i've already forgotten his name
1: that's got to go back to the afl because they went from titans to jets in the early right. 60s right so,
0: yeah that goes yeah. way back so so when you see this story and i'm sure you've talked about it on your show on 6 30 mm-hmm. the sports capital every day from 10 to noon did i get that Correct. right there you go you ding ding muscle tough. <laughs> muzzle, muzzle. um do you do you believe there's anything to it
1: Oh, there's something to it, and and somebody has talked to Jared Bell, who's covered the NFL for a long, long time. But that doesn't mean that they have the votes. I mean, they're saying counting votes. What does that mean? Well, that means that there are some be, owners
0: who want them out. Yeah. yeah. Here's counting votes: one, two, three, four, five, six. Right. We've right. got yeah. we've got six. We need eighteen more. <laughs> you can be counting votes, but if you're way short, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, and, and and okay, so he's he's bad for business. What does that mean? Does that mean it's hurt them in TV revenue? It certainly has not. Right. Uh, do do the other owners really care that much that people aren't going to the games? No, I don't think so. Uh, if he's taking money out of their pockets, it's a small amount of money relative to what the league revenue is, and we don't so- know.
0: We have no idea whether other owners are also skimming just a bit, you know what I mean? Right, right. It's yeah, small potatoes to me anyway. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, is he disliked them on the ownership? Yeah, maybe, but has he made business bad for them? I don't think so.
0: No, the business is so big. The business is yeah. so booming. I think the last thing they want to do, I'll, it may be tempting to throw a uh, uh, big pussy Bump and Sarah over the side of the boat, over the Stugats <laughs> to let the sharks go to town on him, the NFL doesn't want the blood in the water, like you said. They don't want the they don't want the scent of, of blood in the water on other owners because that'll be yeah. bad for all of them. So he's the shithead they're going to keep in the club, just to keep things peaceful. Right. I mean, like Donald Sterling was bad for business because well, yeah. you have
1: an majority American fan black base.
0: league, and yeah. he was a screaming racist.
1: But even so, uh, Mark Cuban said, "I don't know if we want to set this precedent." You know, yeah. I mean, they they wound up, he was, you know, there was not even a vote. That was a commissioner decision that he was going to have to sell the team. But, yeah, I mean, once you start doing that, you know, what prevents the other owners who may not like somebody else from, you know, getting together a
0: constituency
1: and vote somebody else out for whatever reason?
0: Yeah. Partly, too, with uh, Cuban, he had his own problems with a hostile workplace and sexual harassment, really bad. And he yep. lucked out by not getting a, uh, more of a penalty on, I think. So, yeah, but he was also forthcoming
1: about it. Snyder has denied yeah, everything. Kind you know? of forthcoming. Yeah, but
0: yeah. more forthcoming than Snyder. Well, true. True that. Uh, so uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being uh, DEFCON 1, the most serious of situations where Snyder's ouster is imminent versus uh, a 1, which is it's another nothing burger. Where would you rate this latest story? I put it somewhere between a three and a four. Okay, about a three and a four. We'll see yeah. what the latest report is, though, because remember, there's still more reports out there swirling. Yeah, right,
1: right. I mean, the, the, the tax situation and uh, and the still the Stilly league investigation into uh, the Tiffany Johnston allegations. But again, it 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 doesn't seem to rise to the level that they ha- would have to vote vote him out. It would have to
0: be more serious than that. Right. Meanwhile. There was a report today that the Commanders and Snyder have purchased $100 million worth of land in Virginia, which could potentially be the site for a new stadium. A, do you believe that this is the case? And B, isn't all of his leverage gone at this point?
1: Well, he might not have had any leverage anyway. Oh, okay. and so the the first the report was Dumfries. Now it's Woodbridge. Oof. and i just I just did a look from from my house. The distance from my house to Woodbridge is about the same as it is to Baltimore. And the traffic I'm uh, I believe is a lot worse getting to Woodbridge oh. from where I live than going up ninety five because uh, I've been to Ravens Games, and the in and out access is great. So here, here's the way I see this. If this happens, that the fan base of old-timers like me will stay with them but never go to a game, and, you know, it's a TV show anyway. Right. Uh, and people who are undecided are all going to become Ravens fans, and this will become Virginia's team, and the Ravens will be Maryland's team. And that's the way it's going to work. They're going to have some of their fan base from Richmond. It's going to be 80 miles from Richmond. And, uh, and this will be very much a state team. Yeah. They might as well call
0: them the Virginia Commanders. Yeah, because pe- people have said that at that yeah. point. Why would you still be the Washington Commanders? Because right. even though, like you said, according to Google Maps, it's about the same. Yeah. Mentally, there's nothing down there on right. that part of town, on the south side and the traffic. For those that know the I-95 corridor, this is not news to you, but for all my Wisconsin listeners, I'll explain it to you. I-95 north of the Beltway going up to Baltimore, while heavily trafficked, doesn't have major problems all the time. It's pretty much wide enough to accommodate the kind of traffic you need. South of the Beltway, though, 95 is a consistent, reliable traffic shit show. To the Mm -hmm. point where yesterday, coming home from Myrtle Beach, for the 20th consecutive year, Andy, me and my golfing buddies hit traffic at the same spots just south of the Woodbridge on I-95 on a Sunday afternoon. 20 years. We never had one year in which we breezed through no traffic. (laughs) Something tells me that road is haunted. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: I, I, I think this is not going to be good for the traditional fan base that they've
0: had. So they'll just have to build a new fan base. And I and, mean, and but even still, they say, "Well, if you're winning, people will come." I'm not so sure about that.
1: I don't know. They're also, the report is it's going to be a sixty thousand seat dome stadium. Now, remember when they left RFK after the '96 season? The, all the talk was, thank God, they're going to get a bigger stadium. 55000 is just way too small. Oh, the seat's $78,000. is not that going to be great? So many more people are going to get to go to the games. Well, now they realize $60,000 is, is about what they're going to get, even if they're good.
0: Yeah, and, and they say, I saw one of the reports said that there are plans for retail, and and uh, housing yeah. and hotels and quote nightlife. They're going to build a mini city around the stadium. And I'm thinking, right. okay, when there's not a game there, which will encompass 355 of the 365 days a year, who the fuck is going down there to go to a Gordon Biersch in the middle of
1: nowhere? <laughs> Well, what they're they're using the model of the Dallas Cowboys, but the Cowboys are hello America's team, so people want to be a part of that. They want to go there. There's glamour as you With know.
0: This team. As you know, Andy, Arlington is in the middle. Is in the middle of everything, though. It's not yeah out it's between, in the middle of nowhere. It's in well, the right. middle of Fort Worth and
1: Dallas. Exactly, and that's and that's where they built all their stadiums. They've got the Texas Rangers playing right. there too. So yes, but but you know this is this is a schlock organization. This is this is a team that does things the wrong way. They have taken a jewel of a franchise and ground it into dust. It's it's Tampa Bay of the '80s. It's Jacksonville of the '2000s. It's it's a it's a nowhere. It's a nothing team anymore. It doesn't matter.
0: I never thought in a million years I would say the following, but the FedEx Field site looks more attractive than I ever could have imagined. Compared to this, FedEx rebuilding something right on that property is a way better option for people who actually want to go to the game.
1: At but, least, you know, the may- traffic
0: patterns. At least, you know, maybe some shortcuts to get there. Oh, my God, what a disaster this would be.
1: Yeah, well, they may still do that. You know, I mean, this isn't a, a, a done deal. And just because they bought this land doesn't mean you can't resell it. You know, he doesn't mean he has to well,
0: develop. true, a but team. if he if he paid a hundred million for two hundred acres, I'm no real estate tycoon. That sounds like a pretty hefty price five hundred thousand dollars an acre for mm-hmm. commercial real estate in that part. I mean, five hundred thousand dollars will get you a really good lot to build a premium house on in a good part of town. That's residential prices right there. But what do I know? So I don't know. We'll see about that. Lastly, on the commander's front slash Redskins front, Dwayne Haskins, what a sad story that got even sadder today as news came out from the coroner's report that he had been drinking heavily the morning and the night in which he walked onto the highway and was struck and killed by a dump truck. Blood alcohol of point two zero. Yeah. Almost three times the legal
1: limit. It, it's, it's, you know, it's a story that wasn't going to get any better. Uh, I guess you could say it gets worse. Uh, the only thing that that I would say that's, uh, uh, I guess, a, a bright side of this is that if he was driving, we don't know if he was driving the car. There was a woman who was in the in car, the car when, they, right. when they found it. But if he was driving with that blood alcohol, he could have killed somebody. Thank God he didn't kill somebody else. Now I don't know if he was driving. But if he was at that level of of, uh, of blood alcohol, thank God nobody else was killed.
0: Uh, I'll I'll never forget right when this story came out, our uh, former colleague Doc Walker tweeted, "Life has rules!" Exclamation point in regards to this. Yeah, and I thought, man, that's really premature or that's early. Does Doc know something? And probably he did. He probably yeah. was connected and knew the details of this. But you, you talk about. From start to finish, a kid who said the league done messed up when he didn't go high enough in the first round, whose family organized a pay-per-attend draft night party at a bowling alley when they bragged to, who was it for the Washington Post that wrote about Haskins and Haskins Enterprises Mm -hmm. and the business model they were going to bring, and then Mm -hmm. the taking selfies with fans after his first win and not being available for the kneel down. During, During the games. right, yeah, yeah. Um, and then ending his tenure here when he got strippers for a birthday party in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, how about this? Urban Meyer,
1: who was fondling a woman at his restaurant when he should have been back with his team, uh, and then had a tenure in Jacksonville, which is one of the most embarrassing of all time, said about him: he has maturity issues. So right. you know that 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 was and and the team. Now, I, you know, that's not to say that he would have gone someplace else and something else would have happened. And again, this is a tragic thing. So we're not, you know, it doesn't only sound like we're piling on him. But this is an organization where the coaching staff did not want him and the owner insisted right. that they have him. Uh, and
0: that's never a good situation. And totally different circumstances. But Sean Taylor died, another first round draft pick, uh, shot in his own home, no security system after having had parties there. Without him present, they knew that he had kept money and jewelry in a safe, didn't have a gun, instead had a machete, and killed in his own bed. Yeah, terrible. God, man, I'd, sometimes I want to think this franchise is cursed to a certain degree, but the Haskins story is obviously bad. Okay, mm. how about something lighter? Jimbo versus the Nictator. Oh, yeah. Here we go. This is great. (laughs) Saban speaking at some booster event up on stage into a live hot mic with no fucks given said, well, you know, Texas A&M, they bought every one of their players. We finished second in recruiting this year for the first time and pretty much slammed Jimbo Fisher, his former protege and assistant, Mm -hmm. and also slammed Dion at Jacksonville State for what right. he's been doing with all these NIL deals. He claims, Saban, they, they got their recruits the right way. Right. He's, Do you get, believe him?
1: They got $3 million, Those recruits, he said, got $3 million. He was also very early in the process quick to say that his quarterback had NIL deals close to a $1 million. So he's, he's playing this from both sides. He knows the media. He knows how this works. He knows he was going to have to apologize for it. I don't know if he thought that Jimbo was going to react the way he did and as quickly as he did, but he wanted it out in the in the ether. He wanted this out there. He wanted people talking about this. He got exactly what he wanted. He dropped the Alka-Seltzer tablet <laughs> in the water, and he knew it was going to fizz.
0: And then, and, and then Jimbo says, we're done here. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you are not done. You're not done. And, and 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 this is the NCAA, which spent millions and millions of dollars to fight this. And then the Supreme Court said, you know, if this were any other business, this would be illegal. So, no, you <laughs> yeah. can't restrict this. Right. And then they just threw up their hands and they said, well, OK, I guess it's here. So there are no rules for anybody. And right. go quickly. And I, but man, I go back 40 years with this when I was covering the Southwest Conference when you had the $50 handshakes and, uh, you know, Eric Dickerson driving on the campus of SMU in the Trans Am that he was given by Texas A&M boosters. I mean, it was it was Ali Ali Oxen free 40 years ago. So now that it's legal, what did you expect? What um, did you expect? Yeah,
0: which has now led to serious talk of football breaking away from the NCAA entirely and them setting up their own structure, their own rules separate from the ncaa in fact gene smith the ad at ohio state is leading this charge it was actually recommended by the Knight commission back in 2020 but i guess it was an idea that was ahead of its time i think it's inevitable that this iceberg is going to break away from everything else
1: absolutely positively there's there's too much money in it it it, it absolutely has to get away because it's the, the, the ncaa model is completely obsolete with a with a guy who's running it, who's a who's a, a, a dead man walking. He's already he's already on his way out.
0: Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting what comes of it. And you know, if you are going to have a mini professional league, you are going to start having multi year contracts. Okay. If you are going to have a mini professional league, you're
1: you are going to start having
0: you are going to start having traits you have to because the transfer
1: portal makes it absurd.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? If if you're gonna if you're gonna have a mini professional league, you might have to have a high school entry draft. Yeah, I think that's that's entirely possible too, though.
1: I don't know how you would force a kid to go to a particular school. I, I don't know how that would work.
0: Well, that that would be an interesting one. If he wants I mean, to get maybe if he wants to get paid, then he gets drafted. But if he wants to play for free and get a quote education. He can go to any school he wants.
1: Okay, but then can he get an NIL deal? <laughs> that's that's the key. I so don't you know. get a so you get know. a guy who's the top prospect. You get Arch Manning who says I don't want to be drafted. Right. But then he then he make himself a deal at Georgia where he and his uncles all pile on and they make millions of dollars. How does that work?
0: Imagine if there was a draft and the year that uh, the Arch Manning is available. Northwestern wins the uh, lottery. (laughs) They draft Archman. I don't want to play for Northwestern. Too bad, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you would do that. That, 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 that I don't think it'd work. All right. Lastly, did you see the fan in Philadelphia and his kid and the ball thrown from Cody Bellinger that just missed the kid's glove and a grown ass adult gleefully ran over and picked the ball up and kept it. Yep. What a schmuck. Schmuck did you, extraordinaire.
1: Did you see the way he held up the ball, too, as if he'd actually done, done something? something? He picked it up off the ground. Again, this- the ball was – it was not a ball that was hit into the stands. Right. It was a ball that was thrown from a player up to the kid, and, and he took it away. Uh, my son, God bless him, he was at a Yankee game a couple of weeks ago, and he caught a foul ball and he gave it to a kid. Wow! He caught an actual foul ball. Wow. It, wasn't just, it wasn't just thrown to him by a player. It's an actual ball. He caught it and
0: gave it to a kid. That's what you do. Jeremy, yeah. you were raised right, son, by your dad.
1: No, yeah, he's That's, a good kid.
0: He is a good kid. You know, it's funny because on my show, we've had a running debate about whether the players should even be tossing balls to fans between innings. I said they shouldn't. I said balls should be – any fan who gets a ball should get it by virtue of a home run or a foul ball.
1: Well, and
0: I was decried. I was like, those balls are worthless. They just toss the ball to you. There's nothing special about it. You're, you're not able to brag about, you know, the great lottery of life chose me and I was in the right spot at the right time isn't that special.
1: Well, I, I'll tell you this: I was at batting practice with my son many years ago, when he was little, like ten, and uh, we were standing up. and And Brady Anderson threw him a ball, and he missed. And Brady threw
0: him another one, <laughs> and that meant something to him. And he kept that ball. So yeah. I,
1: I don't know. I, you know, well, this kid,
0: I, this little kid, he misplayed the, the ball. He 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 short armed yeah. it. So yeah. that should he be had, a lesson a for him. On. He had a glove on, and he, but understand. of course, Bellinger yeeted it from like fifty feet away. and and, and again the the schmucky
1: guy should have understood no this is for the kid not for you what are you going to do put it in your trophy case i stole this from a (laughs) nine-year-old i don't know (laughs) what a jerk now there was you may remember this this may go back 10 years ago there was a guy in texas who was with his kid oh yeah one of the players tossed it up there and he's trying to catch it for his kid fell over the railing, and then later died. died yeah, died, you know?
0: fell fell onto his head on the concrete from 10 feet up, boom, dead. Yeah, for sure. a stupid fucking baseball. Yeah, I, that's a terrible thing. Look, it's Philadelphia, Andy. Nothing shocks me. <laughs> They're Understand. savages, okay?
1: Understand, but, but the guy should have been, and I think he was, they booed him. But yeah. they should have said, somebody should have tapped him on the shoulder and said,
0: hey, schmuck give this to the kid so so what's that guy gonna do walk around the office like look at this ball i got yeah i'm the man <laughs> yeah or, or are people who watch the game say
1: yes hey, i saw you on tv last night you look like a real schmuck
0: oh my god what a total dick all right andy good run as always thank you very much for joining me and uh we will talk to you next week hi right, Zach. take care okay let me end with a couple small things Conan O'Brien has sold his podcast to Spotify for $150 million. His podcast is called Conan Needs a Friend. And he gets, of course, a lot of great celebrities on. And I hear it's an excellent podcast. Boy, I wish I could sell my podcast for $150 million. You got to do it every day. Hey, fuck you. I took one day off, okay? One. Anyway. I don't know when people ask me, so I see, Zabe, you've got you know all these podcasts. I It's big numbers. Is that good for you, given that you have a podcast? And I thought about that, and I'm thinking, well, in theory, a rising tide lifts all boats. On the other hand, I'm never going to be as big as Conan O'Brien or as Adam Carolla or as Joe Rogan. No matter how hard I try, I just don't think it's going to happen. Those guys have compelling, high-level Hollywood connections. And I think that's what it takes to get really big. You've got to get the big celebrity guests. Now, I'm happy with what I've built here with the humble little Zabecast, and I'm going to continue building it, but... I don't know if it helps or hurts or just doesn't really matter. At some point, some of these companies are going to overpay for podcasts that don't perform. And I'm not saying it's going to be a bubble that bursts, but I think there's going to be a correction to a certain extent. I just don't believe the economics of it makes sense, but maybe I'm wrong. The one good thing about podcasts is that you can really track listenership, engagement, and a lot of other metrics. You're not guessing like you are on radio. But people always say, well, how many subscribers do you have? Because they want to be counting my money. They know that I get $5 a month. Uh, 12 months for the price of 11 if you buy it for a year per subscriber. So they want to count my money. I wonder how much he's making. He's got 50,000 subscribers. Shit, that'd be great. I do not have 50,000 subscribers. Just, just You'll know if I'm killing it on the Zabecast when I quit all my other jobs. You'll know when I uh, roll out not just a, a uh, Chevy Express conversion van, but something even bigger. When I get a boat, then you'll know I'm killing it on the Zabecast. Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson got into it on the baseball diamond, and Josh Donaldson of the White Sox has been, or excuse me, of the, uh, who, who does he play for, actually? He gets suspended for a game because he dared to call Tim Anderson, quote, Jackie. This because Tim Anderson, who compared himself to Jackie Robinson, um, was called Jackie after a little dust up on the base paths. I mean, this is where we're at now. He called himself Jackie Robinson in an interview, and because Donaldson talking shit after tagging him out, because that's what ballplayers do, They talk shit. Called him Jackie. Hey, gotcha, Jackie. That's deemed racist. Okay, now. As Jason Whitlock said in a tweet, we're now at the point where racism is just a game of tag. Tag, you're it. No logic, no consistency, no mental coherence required. Just scream racism. Ooh, ooh, he called me a name. Yeah, the name that you compared yourself to in Jackie Robinson. I like Tim Anderson's style. He's bringing swagger and a bit of fun to baseball, but come on, man. If you're going to be that way and a guy tags you out and talks shit and calls you Jackie because you compared yourself to Jackie Robinson, guess what? That's fair game, but that's just me. And then finally this (laughs) – God bless Ime Udoka, head coach of the Boston Celtics. He is committed to the bit on the mask, isn't he? He wears the mask when he's the only one in the building at this point, approaching June of 2022. He wears the mask. He pulls the mask down. He puts the mask up. He takes the mask off his face, and he holds it in his hand. He puts it back on again. And then I saw after the game the other night, he did his post-game presser with the mask for on, Sparing the reporters from the wrath and the horror of a possible COVID transmission, even though we know he wasn't doing that because we know that masks don't fucking work. Period. It's unbelievable. He's so committed to the bit. It's just, I shake my head and I think, when, how will this ever end? Oh, and by the way, I know a guy, had to get boosted against his wishes because of work. Guess what he just got less than a month after getting boosted. Ooh, anybody? Anybody? Oh, you get He got COVID. That's right. Feeling fine, mostly asymptomatic, but still going to be out of work now for 10 days. And the beat goes on. All right, that's a wrap for today. Thank you for giving me a, a day off. Needed it badly feel good to be back in the saddle thank you andy poland spread the word spread the love subscribe to fridays if you so care and i appreciate each and every one of them have yourself a great tuesday and we will see you next time hundred and sixty two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie getting started is simple deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.